Hey, you found your way to your daily dose with Bob and Nick. I'm Bob. Today, Nick and I put on our critics' hats and give you the lowdown on a few different pieces of modern entertainment. Mind you, neither Nick nor I have formal qualification to call ourselves critics, other than our highly critical minds and our abundant opinions about everything. But we will share our views nonetheless. Listen in as we lay out the good, the bad, and the weird, and have a few laughs along the way. Enjoy. I tried to watch one of those. Why? I couldn't. I wasn't. I. I thought. I thought they were um, self-deferential. I thought they were kind of tongue-in-cheek, but they're. Oh no! Wicked serious. Way serious. <laughs> I don't know where I got serious. the impression that they were all like, like hamming it up, like playing these these guys. No, no, it's pure, all about family. It's pure testosterone. Yeah, <laughs> it's all and, about family. Yeah, is that and what they, that, is that a tagline from that? Yeah, it's all about family. Yeah, it's all about family. Other than the um, uh, the brother that Vic or Dom Toretto has had this whole time. That we just find out about in episode twenty-seven. Or Wait, whatever do you it is. know about this show? Oh, talking? I like watching them because I just like <laughs> the ridiculousness of it. Yeah. Okay. So I will watch new. Like I even watched Moonfall recently because I'm oh, like I know how bad that's. I was kind of interested in that. that yeah. That's a thing. I mean, it's kind of fantasy, science fiction. Yeah. And, yeah. But uh, but it's about the shifting of the moon, right? That yeah. going to bring yeah. death to the whole planet, right? So, but um, then they get into the why of how all that's happening. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, if you want to, uh, no, okay, that would have been better. Oh, Um, (laughs) if you want to read something good about the moon getting screwed up and what would happen, uh, Seven Eves is the name of a book and it's spelled the same way front and back it's a palindrome yeah Um, i like palindromes and it is about that so the moon splits up into seven pieces and that doesn't bode well for the earth so what do people do to try to save humanity yeah because what would happen if the earth if the moon which controls our tides yeah were to not be there so in the book i don't want to spoil it but basically um uh, it starts collapsing. They start breaking up even more. Oh. And then they start falling towards Earth. Ooh. And so it doesn't go well. So we're talking about mini moon meteors? Yeah. That's impressive. Triple M's. Wow. 3M. Yeah. That's probably where they came up with that name. That's exactly where they did. They're like, yeah, well, that's how we make the glue. <laughs> mini and moon asteroids. Any of those asteroids yeah. a meteors ever get out, we're hosed. That's uh, that's interesting yeah. to me, actually. That that does sound like a book that would be fun to read. Yeah. I, I just finished reading the first Jack Reacher novel, The Killing oh, yeah. Floor. Um, it's it's very film noir kind yep. of, because it's it's narrated by Jack Reacher. Yep. And the guy that they have reading these books, I'm, I was listening to him, is uh, he's just really good at reading. And he, he's good at playing the different characters. Uh, but he's an older person. So it's like having Carl Castle from NPR you know, telling the story of Jack Reacher, kind of. But but he did a good job. So it's Jack Reacher as an elderly man telling you his story. Kind of, yeah. Nice. But you know, it never makes reference to the distance of time between when this thing happened and him telling the story. When I was a young lad <laughs> after I'd been kicked out of the military service and walking around the United States just picking up my checks at any old P.O. box. This is you're, I'm actually impressed with your range of knowledge here because you, oh, you kind of have a little bit of the essence of Jack Reacher there. Yeah, I read, the the, I read one of the books and then um, I 
think I tried the Tom Cruise movies, but they weren't great. Um, I can understand. But I watched the TV show. I, I was watched. Good. I watched the first one of those. Yeah. And I, I like that guy. He he looks like what I picture Jack yeah. Reacher to look like. Tom Cruise does not. No. I mean, Tom Cruise is is a small man. He's very fit and he can move like sure. the wind, but. Uh, he's not this big, intimidating dude who can pull off all these things that happen in this book. Uh, I'll probably go back and read another one. I don't know. I'll take a little break. I'm I'm into some Stephen King now again. Oh, nice. Thankfully, you know. Cause... I got into um, a series. I'm listening to the third book. So actually, I drove around a little bit today. Took some trips, and I was not minding it because I really want to get to the end of this yeah. third book, hoping that this is the last one. What's the, what's the series? Um, so the first one is Deadly Education. I can't remember exactly what the series is called. Um, and I think the author's name is Naomi Novik, but the person they have reading it, excellent. So it's really adding to the experience. It's in first person, so she's really got the voice down um, of the character. And really, even when she does the other characters, she's done a really good job. But it's sort of a what if magic existed... And what if Hogwarts was realistic? So it the first book is all at the school that all the wizards send there, or all the wizards who get to, because there's a cast and a tier system oh, with the wizards, right. um, get to send their kids. And there is a 40% mortality rate at this school. Oh, geez. There are no adults. Um, huh. And they have to be in there for four years. So freshman through senior. Uh, it's basically high school. Four out of ten the are going to die. There are monsters. There are kids killing each other for a chance to survive. But if they weren't in there, the monsters, because the monsters like the magic and the kids are the least trained in dealing with monsters, there's more like a 60 to 80% mortality rate for kids. Wow. So there's a better yeah. chance of them surviving in this, even though it's like hellish. Wow, what a, what a universe. Yeah, so it's pretty good. And yeah. so uh, following around a few of the characters with that, I like the magic stuff. Like I'm good with if somebody can set the tone early on and I'm with it, I can, you know, go ahead and um, suspend disbelief mm. pretty well. Uh, as opposed to some of the ones where you're just like from the get go, like nobody would act like that. Yeah. Nobody yeah. would do. It. Everybody would know by this point there's magic in the world. Yeah. Like you can't hide that. I, I, I like that. I, I like being able to suspend disbelief. Yeah. I feel like I too often I am a cynic and a judge when yeah. it comes to stuff like that and ready to throw it away. But you kind of inspire me when, when you talk about, yeah, you know, I'm going to watch it because I think it's fun to see how crazy these guys are about these roles that they play. Yeah. I, I, I want to have that looseness of saying, all right, I'll watch that. What the heck? Let's see. Let's see what that's about. Hey, it's me. I'm Nick. Thanks for listening. Sometimes it's easier to suspend your disbelief when you have an incredible narrator. And no, I'm not talking about myself. I'm not even talking about Bob. I'm talking about the narrator for the Scholomance series by Naomi Novik, which I mentioned on this episode. It was narrated by somebody named Anisha Dadia, and she was amazing. I listened to this book series. I listened to the first book, and I actually bought the other two just because of her. And so I'm hoping she does many more books because I will listen to her reading the phone book. Maybe not the phone book, but, you know, something else I can suspend my disbelief over. Have a great day.